All right, guys. Um, hello. Welcome to Table Talk Friday. My name is Seth Pittman, and I'm joined by, well, it's just me. Because um, <laughs> Drew, Zach, and I, we recorded a like hour and 30-minute long discussion about the OGL, you know, shouting out a bunch of third-party creators, and um, I lost it. <laughs> I... I lost it. So for the next like 10 to 20 minutes, however long my brain can talk on it, I am going to do my best to recount and summarize our viewpoints and shout out third-party creators that I remember, which are about five or six. Um, so hi. Um, if you didn't know, th- there's been a lot of news in the D&D community over the past week, week and a half, uh, about the new OGL update. We talked about it in some past episodes, but, um, well, we've got a lot of news, and luckily, as I'm recording this, uh, I actually have news on Wizards' official response. Um, so I, I've got a lot of big updates that I can go through and go over and kind of talk on while I've got the time. So, uh, what is the OGL? The OGL is the open gaming license that many, many, many creators use in order to make third-party content for Dungeons and Dragons. I'm talking written campaigns, you know, extra add-on classes, um, a whole slew of just things that, um, a supplemental stuff that you can add into your D&D game. And honestly, a lot of it is better than that which Wizards of the Coast make themselves. Now, Wizards of the Coast as a company owned by Hasbro, and they are the makers of some of the biggest games in the industry, that being like Magic the Gathering, um, Dungeons and Dragons, of course, and, you know, a bunch of toys, Hasbro. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're a big corporation. Um, now, I do believe that the ex-Wizards of the Coast CEO is now the CEO of Hasbro, so it's not like this is a big corporation move by someone who doesn't understand the games industry. Now, what move am I talking about? Basically, um, under the OGL, you know, everything's basically just been free. You know, you can, you can make whatever you want, you can release whatever you want, and that's all awesome and okay, and it's honestly, like, it's what made D&D grow to the size that it is, you know, now. Um... Well, it was leaked that a document called the OGL 1.1 would be taking away a lot of those rights, as in like royalties um, would be owed by companies that make over $750,000, as well as any person who makes content, it's basically owned by wizards. Um, they can then, you know, take published content and republish it and be like, hey, look, we're selling this and we don't owe anything to the original creator. So like if I wrote my own like 200 something page campaign, um, and then released it on DMs Guild for free, then Wizards could download that and be like, ooh, this is under the OGL. Let's just take it and sell it because everybody loves this thing, and they wouldn't owe me any money. Uh, kind of not cool. Uh, I've been I've been very up in arms and angry about this over the past few weeks, and um, I do have to say, over, after their official response, I I read this as a corporate a corporation that is doing their best to save face. I don't read it as them being genuine with with um their fans, which really sucks. Uh I I am super passionate and I love the hell out of uh D&D and um I went to a bunch of comic shops today and bought um Pathfinder, Starfinder, Blades in the Dark, Monster of the Week, um Fate Core and um 
are there any others that I was thinking about buying? I think those are the five that I was really, really looking at. Uh, and I'm going to be reading through these other systems, finding if one works better for me, and seeing what I can do about getting some players to play them. <sighs> but yeah, it's it's been crazy stressful. Now, I do... I don't know everything about all of this. I'm not a lawyer. Um, so if you need more information, please go online, go on YouTube and look it up. Uh, go on Twitter and see what people are saying about it right now. Because as far as I'm concerned right now, I think that um, reputation has definitely been tarnished heavily. Um, with with the OGL, the whole situation, as I'm seeing it at the moment... I don't think there's a whole lot of coming back from it as far as like, I do think that the community will be split. It'll be like, hey, this is really good for, for third-party creators and people who are making their own uh, systems and games. But as far as like what D&D is doing, I also don't think it's going to run them into the ground. I think it's just really, really going to hurt people like us who are passionate about it. And specifically like myself, I, I have been DMing uh, 5e campaigns for five, six years now. And I've never even thought like, oh yeah, I need another system. And I know there's a whole wide world of tabletop RPGs out there. It's just I really liked this one, you know? Uh, and now I'm going to start shopping around and seeing what I'm interested in. Because, um, yeah, it's it's not cool to feel like your entire hobby and life can be uprooted at a moment's notice. You know, we could be doing this podcast and they could try to take legal action because we we talk about it. I mean, I know that that wouldn't actually like, you know, stand in court or go through, but the fact that a billion dollar corporation is just trying to, you know, nickel and dime their fans instead of just making stuff that they're passionate about really sits wrong with me, especially the fact that like, yeah, I put a lot of work into running my games. The The entirety of like my Descent into Nessus stuff that I'm doing right now is not official license. I use characters from, from 5e, but I can get characters anywhere. I can write my own characters. What... What's really big is like I'm I'm making all this stuff third party. If I was doing it as like a live play and with the the OGL 1.1 rules and they wanted to charge me royalties for doing a live play and including their stuff, they they could try and do that. Um so yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. Um and basically when I don't want to just talk about me. Uh, the three of us discussed for about an hour and a half the other day and again, I'm so sorry I lost the file. It's it's been really stressful. Um and good old gamer, our, our producer, Eric, I promise you, this week, I got you a post-show, and it's just going to be me. Um, but yeah, so over on patreon.com slash Friday, you can find our sick post-show that I'm going to do after this. Anyways, um, so Drew's opinion was the first one that we went over in the discussion, and he was very, very disappointed. He had not heard all of the news until before we started the podcast, and the way he had it, he was like, look, just... Just don't be shitty and care about your fans. That was that was Drew's big point. Was like, why did you start doing this? Because you're just you're just tarnishing your reputation. You're not really bringing anything new to the table. Um, and again, and this is this is my own thing. But Hasbro is a big toy company. Just make cool stuff that your fans will buy. Like, <laughs> you have a billion dollar company that makes really cool product. Like that can that has the ability to make really cool products. Just make cool stuff and I'll buy it. Uh, before before this entire thing dropped, I think Drew and I both were like, look, we will buy anything you release. Like you, we, we will buy pretty much anything you release. I have most of the, the modules and books for 5e. Um, I've put well over $1,000, $2,000 just into just playing and having like enjoying this game and just, you know, treating it as a fun hobby. And 
they're messing that up because now I'm going to start buying just third-party stuff. All the Kobold Press um, third-party campaigns and stuff, which are very well-written, by the way. All of that, like, it's easy for me to go out there and just say, hey, I'm just not going to buy official stuff anymore. Don't want to. Don't care about it. I'm going to buy third-party stuff because because of this. And so for 5e, if I continue to play 5e, uh, depending on what my table wants to do, yeah, I I might just start running only third-party supplements. And then as far as other systems, there are a whole slew of other great systems out there. But let me stay back on topic. You know, when, when there's just one of me here, it's hard for me to stay on topic. My brain's all over the place. So Drew's opinion was very much like, why? Like, what the heck? What What's the point? Like, that's it's so delusional for a company to be so money hungry about this stuff that they're that the that they would you know bite the hand that feeds them, which is the third party creators. This game is nothing without the third party creators. Um, Zach's opinion was very much of the same, kind of coming from a place of like passion and anger of just like seriously, are you kidding me? Um, because honestly, he he's probably the one that knows the most about like he he's really into to the creators who make really cool art and maps and write up really cool magic items the mechanics zach is the guy that you want to go to when it comes to like the the mechanics and the deep like portions of the game that that involve just like creativity uh he likes making cool character builds and being powerful and feeling like a superhero and um that's something that, that he's always been really good about looking into. He backs a bunch of Patreons and stuff um, for for like Griffin Saddlebag and people who make really cool battle maps and everything. And I don't know all the names. I wish I did. Uh, he could have just shouted them off the top of his head. Uh, but yeah, he he's the one who was like, I love the mechanics of 5e and I want to continue to play it. But at the same time... Um, if they continue to be shitty about it, then it's it's going to be a no-brainer to just find another system. There are a million amazing ones out there. Um, so, yeah, between the three of us, we're all just very disappointed. And now I'd like to go ahead and talk about Wizards' official response that just dropped very, very recently. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up on Twitter here really quick, which uh, I'm... I'm so disappointed by it because it feels like a a company being disingenuous for the sake of that. Um, we already know that Wizards of the Coast is... Um, well, not Wizards of the Coast. No, no, no. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast with uh, Magic the Gathering has been absolutely obscene in charging weird... like with their prices of their products and the stuff that they've been dropping with the whole reserve list and everything, $999 for four packs of cards that are random. Insanity. That, that someone could even get away with that. And I don't know, I'm not as involved in the Magic the Gathering community, and I know this D&D news is much, much bigger than just that. So, um, yeah, they dropped their official response basically saying, hey, we're not going to charge royalties. We're not going to do any of this stuff. Like, we're so sorry. Well, I, did they even say sorry? I don't think they did. But, oh, yeah, they were they were like, we're sorry that you're upset or something like that, which pff, that's, that's the most toxic X thing I could possibly hear. Um, but let's see, going into my favorite part of the response. <laughs> it's absolutely insane so let's see photo i gotta go to my photos because i screenshotted this thing so my favorite part of the response was second you're gonna hear people say that they won and we lost because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans those people will only be half right they won and so did we which is is so weird to be like hey we 
we didn't lose here, okay? Just because we're backing down doesn't mean we lost. It's like, why did you say that? Why did why did you even go in depth on that? Like, yeah, you backed down on things that you had to back down about because all of us were canceling our D&D Beyond subscriptions. Like, oh my God. <laughs> we won. Or <laughs> they... Oh, I just dropped my phone. Don't worry about it. Uh, they won, and so did we. Delusional. Absolutely delusional. Um, now, I'm not as mad anymore about the situation because I'm glad they walked it back. They're like, hey, we're not going to be charging royalties. 1.0a is still going to go into effect, which I don't know how that's going to happen. They need to add something into um, 1.0 to be like, hey, look, look, this is irrevocable. It, it needs to be 100% irrevocable or else in the future they could do this again. And then they said they're not ready to drop the new OGL, um, but they will be doing it soon. Now, if everything isn't walked back and it's just the 1.0 text saying it's irrevocable, like if they start throwing in more, just more stuff, like they, I'm not going to support that at all. Like we, we cannot have them walk back on, or we, we need them to walk back everything they said and say like, we're sorry, no more, no, 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 no more. Um, we are, we're stopping at that. And, and just make 1.0 irrevocable because I personally will not support anything else. I, I don't think that the, the D and D community right now is ready to, um, to slow down on this one. Like, yeah, we won. We definitely, you know, no more, no more royalties. That's awesome. They're not going to be taking people's rights away from their content and not letting them make money on it. That's awesome. So glad that we got that through because it's hard to make a billion dollar company back down and we're doing it. But, um, my biggest thing is I don't want any of my favorite third party creators to be at risk. So, when it comes to, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into the portion that we did at the end of the podcast, which was we shouted out a lot of our favorite third-party creators. My personal favorite third-party creator is Kobold Press. Um, they they make some amazing third-party content, such as the Tome of Heroes, which adds a bunch of subclasses and stuff to 5e. Um, they make uh, some really cool campaigns like Courts of the Shadow Fey, which is one that I'm going to be running very soon. Um, they, they make a whole slew of their own setting, uh, stuff like the Midgard setting, which has to do with Norse mythology, all really awesome stuff. Uh, love Cobalt Press and we'll continue to support them in the future. And Cobalt Press also announced they'll be making their own TTRPG system, which has nothing to do with Wizards of the Coast or 5e. And I'll be buying it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm down to learn any systems that I can. Um, outside of that, uh, Steamforged Games makes these really cool epic encounters boxes. Um, Wrath of the Lich Queen is one that I'm a big fan of. And yeah, it's a really, really cool, um, like one-off set. So it comes with minis. It comes with a little, a little book. It's called the Epic Encounters. It's their white and pink boxes. And uh, it comes with everything you need to run a really cool, like, one-off or just session of D&D. So I'm a big fan of those. I think that Steamforge Games puts a lot of good effort into them and uh, makes them really awesome. And then Loke um, Battlemats, they make some really cool stuff, which isn't just t- um, 
5e specific, but it's just TTRPG specific overall. They make just really cool books of battle maps. They're like small, medium, and large, uh, and you can find those online, and they're just really awesome. So g- give a shout out to Loke Battle Mat, Steamforge Games, and Kobold Press. I'm also a big fan of Hit Point Press because um, they're working with Dingo Doodles to make the uh, Fool's Gold campaign, and I bought the One Foot Tarask mini that's going to be coming with that. So super, super excited to have that, um, as well as just... Guys, there's a lot of third-party creators out there. Cold Press is the one you'll find still like in stores. Like I was at um, Books a Million earlier today, and there were tons of Cobalt Press books there. Um, but there are like go on DMs Guild, go on Twitter, like find all of these really cool creators. And if if you're looking for like a specific campaign that you want to run, like buy it, check it out, and support third-party creators. And I'm even gonna say it like don't buy five ebooks right now. Uh, you you can find you can get a player's handbook online for cheap or allegedly find a PDF. Um, and if you if you really 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 have to play five e, find a way to do it without paying the company until. You know, I I don't know what the until is. I don't know where the end of this is, or even if there is one, because um, I'll be honest. Yeah, they've they've kind of ruined their trust from me. I and I'm still gonna be playing Five E because I'm running a campaign that we still have like 20 sessions to do in it, and I can't see the storylines that we're working on stopping. Like I had like a couple years worth of storyline ready to go for Five E going into one D and D. But at this point, I don't know if switching over to one D&D is what I want to do. I need to read through some of these other systems and see if there's something that will make narrative sense for me to continue in. And if not, I mean, I'm going to be making a lot of changes in life here in the future. So why not switch over my system as well? (laughs) So yeah, the OGL situation is still pretty wild. There's a lot going on, a lot of like minutiae and stuff that I'm not too, too keen on. And I'm just waiting to hear more. Um, I know I did a poor job explaining everything in depth, but uh, I, I promise in our hour and a half discussion we did, it was so, so much better. So clean, so crisp. The three of us, you know, our sweet, sultry voices. And we were even funny in it, okay? This was, I didn't really make many jokes this time. So this was me kind of just recounting. What's been going on in the OGL situation? Table Talk Friday stance on it. I know we're called a D&D podcast, and maybe in the future we won't be because uh, we're a tabletop gaming podcast, and I would like to support as many creators in the community as possible and continue to build up trust with with not only us, but the entire tabletop community because we're here to make it grow and share it with other people. We are not here to um, support capitalistic practices and steal money from fans that is that is a no-no um especially with the amount of passion and like work it takes to make something like that i've thought about writing like a module or something before and do you know how much work that is like not only formatting it and making it look good but also making everything compatible and run smoothly and know exactly where like the story is going to take you it's a lot of work so um Check out the Alexandrian. He actually, it's a, it's a website. They they do a revised Avernus. I know there's also a revised Curse of Strahd that Zach um, had had used back in the past in order to, to like make his Curse of Strahd campaign work out well. There are a lot of people online who would have, had we not fought back, lost their rights to their products. So um, thank you to everyone who has been paying attention and fighting back and continue to do 
the Lord's work with uh, the tabletop community. I'm still curious to see what's going to happen next and what Wizards will say in the future and how the community reacts. But for now, um, thank you for listening to Table Talk Friday. This has been Seth Pittman um, trying to do my best to cover for the other two and only doing about 20 minutes worth of content because it's only me. You can find us on patreon.com slash Friday where we actually put out post shows, extra content, more episodes and stuff. Um, and you get a lot of stuff early as well over there. So please check us out on patreon.com slash Friday if you listen to the show every week and want to like it and support it. Other than that, you can find us um, on YouTube at Table Talk Friday, Instagram at Table Talk Friday, Twitter at Table Talk Friday, and TikTok at Table Talk Friday. We haven't posted a lot of clips and stuff over the past few months because life is busy and crazy, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some good content out on there soon. Again, um, thank you, good old gamer, for being our producer, Eric. And with that, <sighs> the disappointed Seth is going to take us out. Goodbye. <laughs>